Yo, welcome back everybody to another weekly episode of Albumholics. This week we did, not according to Wikipedia, not a band, a music ensemble. Yep. The Dead South, which you think would be from the South, but turns out they're really just from Canada, which is really the opposite of South, but... Yeah. The rockin', stompin', bluegrass band. They're also folk, don't forget that. They are? Yeah, they're folk and bluegrass. Oh. A folk and bluegrass musical ensemble based in Saskatchewan. Come on. Regina Saskatchewan. There you go. I was going to say, it's like you didn't even even follow up on the band. (laughs) Yeah. Canada. Home of bluegrass. America's hat. I guess. Anyways. Uh, yeah, anyways. So you a big fan of folk and bluegrass, you think? Before I'm, going in, not not I mean I honestly have like zero experience with bluegrass. I've heard a couple songs, you know, here and there and I kinda know what it sounds like, but I know folk music. But bluegrass not so much. What about you? I, I know a little bluegrass. Um, was never a big fan of bluegrass compared to just like country. Mm-hmm. Although a big fan of the mandolin as an instrument, but you don't like it? No, I do. Oh, you do. Okay. But there was something I just wasn't as fan of as like, and you see this a lot in the Dead South first album is just the fast picking. Yeah, it's like it's a lot of rapid tempo. The fast, yep. But um. I was never really into that. I think it's more just the sound of like the fast picking banjo I wasn't a fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never really listened to much bluegrass. I was more stayed to the the classical country, like the outlaw country and all that. Yeah. But, I mean, I still don't think I'm a huge fan of bluegrass, but I think Penny went a little up after listening to this band. This was more interesting than I thought it was going to be, especially um, going in not knowing anything anything about this band and literally just saying it from that reddit thread yeah so uh yeah i don't know i like i said i don't i don't think i'm gonna rush to go check out more bluegrass and i'm not gonna keep <laughs> listing more bluegrass fans you know but i thought this was a fun one to do so. yeah yeah i agree it was a fun one to listen to and it was a good starter with only three albums too, which always makes it easier if you're not slogging through nine albums of um, an artist and genre you don't really care for. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it always helps. Yeah, because you can always keep an open mind for the first two albums, but then the next seven are like, bro, I still have seven more albums to go of this shit. <laughs> but three, you're like, oh, it's only three. Man, I wonder who you're talking about. <laughs> 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 There's a lot of bands I could be talking about. Yeah. Sure. One in particular, maybe. I don't know. Nah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Should we uh, get yeah. on here? Yeah, let's with, get on here. Get on with The Dead South. Their first album, Good Company. From what year? 2014. 2014. Newer band, too. I guess not really at this point. It's like 10 years, but still newer on the list of a lot of things we did. And that made me feel old. It's only three years away, and that's ten years ago. Holy shit. Yeah, well, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> time just goes forward. Yeah, time keeps on slipping into the future. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Andy, what did you think of Good, good company? company? Not bad company. Good no. Company. 
I wish I could find the track list on Wikipedia, but I gave this, I think I gave this album a B. Okay. I really, really enjoyed this album. I really and definitely enjoyed the big single off of it. You know, and Hella being good company. Yeah. Um, I like, yeah, I was playing that song like on repeat off of that. Uh, the one thing I didn't really care too much about, like I was talking about earlier with like the fast picking banjos, although I'll admit that dude can fucking play. Yeah. Like yeah. he can play. Just outside of that, I didn't care too much for like, there was a lot of the higher tempo songs. Mm-hmm. I liked the more songs they slowed down and played. Yeah. Those were more of my favorites on this album. Banjo Odyssey is an interesting song. Yeah, I was I have that noted on mine. Yeah. It's like Banjo Odyssey. Like Which the lyrics on it are Yeah, they had to put out a um like a a statement. A statement about how we don't uh, we don't like, uh condone don't. this thing. Uh, anybody who's hurt offended by these lyrics because uh the song is a satirical tongue in cheek reference to blue to the bluegrass genre and tells a story about two cousins who engage in a relationship. Yeah. And then the record label also had to put out a statement that said, we condone, you know, we don't condone stuff like this, but we also want to respect both artistic expression and social responsibility. Yeah. And then so they they started up classes for like uh, sensitivity classes, basically, for uh-huh. all their artists and staff and crew and everybody who worked there and yeah. recommended and encouraged everybody to come there. Recommended. But oh, even though that song was kind of weird, and I think everybody when you hear it is like, "The fuck is this?" Yeah, it was still. I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, it it was one of the highlights because it was so weird and just out there listening to it. There's like, "What I, the hell is this?" Yeah, but I also just thought it was a good song. Yeah, and I think there's a reason it's also one of their top played played songs on yeah Spotify. But yeah, I definitely thought. And Hell, I'll Be In Good Company was the best song off this album. And I think it... I appreciated the how well they were able to play their instruments and how good they were. But I just wasn't a big fan of the higher tempo songs, and I think that, for me, holds it back from being an A. Yeah. And that's literally it. Just I think if it had slower... Mm-hmm. more melodic songs I thought all the lyrics and all the stories they were able to tell and they were very good at that like it wasn't just it didn't feel like their lyrics were throwaway to match with the songs yeah it's like they tried to write a whole song and I enjoyed that but it was just more high tempo songs than this than I would have liked which is weird because in their big song in Hell I'll Be In Good Company is just such a different sounding song yeah compared to the rest of the album mm-hmm. and I think that's what makes it nice too it's got it's hype tempo a little bit here and there and then it's like got a slow i would say overall yeah it's a slower tempo song compared and that's what was nicer yeah it's slower compared to everything else but yeah um that sound a little bit different Um, what did you give it uh, i also gave this album a b thought it was you know decently solid i mean i going into it like i said i don't really know a whole lot about bluegrass um and, you know, a lot of what you were saying about the fast picking and the really high up tempo stuff, it wasn't, wasn't really you know, something that I was drawn to, I guess. Um, I did like, you know, like you said, the uh, big song off this album in Hell, I'll Be In Good Company. I also liked um, uh, 
God. Uh, Manly Way and the Dead South, the titled song. Um, and Banjo Odyssey, pretty solid songs. But I did not like the ballad of Janoski. Yeah. Or whatever that is. That song was just really annoying to me. Just listening to, I think it was too slow. I think it was for me. And then the lyrics I didn't like at all. So, but overall, decent album. A lot of the lyrics were pretty funny. You know, just talking about weird topics and stuff that you would, you know, make fun of the people from like the South of. So. Yeah, they were very good on like like comedy or satire yeah. lyrics that I really enjoyed. Then they were spread it in there. Yeah. Very well. Yeah. So overall, decent album. B. So. Fair enough. Well, moving on quickly. Yeah. I mean,. It's not a lot to talk about. There isn't a whole lot about these albums other than... I mean, they're still like a pretty new and growing band. Yeah. I um, mean, their most recent album just came out a couple years ago. Yeah. So. But, yeah, I guess we can move on to their next one, right? I think so. Illusion and Doubt. From 2016. I gave this album a C. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> So the reason I gave it a C, um, I I think it took, I think if you were to put the first album and this album back to back or just mix the songs together, you would not be able to tell which one is which because it is, sounds exactly the same. And maybe that's just, what was that? That's not how I ended up with it. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. Interesting. I thought the songs sounded different. I just thought overall they were worse songs. And the only um, down part to me would be, or the up part would be, I thought his singing was much better and the lyrics were much better. But overall, I thought the songs were worse. But I, I, I feel like there's a very different feel between mm-hmm. the two albums. Whereas one Same. is more fast and picks up. These are more. A lot of these were more ramps up speed to get faster, with a little bit longer songs. Interesting. And the. Um, the cello they added in, I thought, definitely made a different sound to overall. So, yeah. So it's yeah, it's interesting that we that you that you sound that, that you think it sounds. You know, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of. I, I see where you're coming from. There's a lot of similarities, but I, I don't know. I just felt like, like you could tell a difference, and it was just mostly based off song quality. Okay. Yeah, I I, I do agree that the song quality I think dropped a little bit. And I think that has a lot to do with, not to cut you off, sorry, but what everybody always says, you have your entire life to write your first record. Yeah. Right? Like, you're going to write your best songs a lot for your first record. So, I was mm-hmm. that, that's how I felt the second one. Yeah. Which isn't true in everybody's case, but... <laughs> yeah, not in everybody's case. But in some cases, it's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I thought it, I thought it was kind of funny. There's a song on here called The Massacre of El Karoke. I really like that song, yeah. actually. Yeah. I like that song, too, and it reminded me of Red Dead Redemption, too. Like, the story and everything, and at the time, you were trying to start playing it, so... Um, but, just of, like, the whole concept of, hey, I was insulted and hurt by this, so I'm gonna go and kill all these people, you know, and it's kind of a theme that is shown in both actual games, you know, Red Dead Redemption and 2. So it just reminded me of that. I could picture 
you know the whole game right <laughs> so thought that was funny i did like um the only other song that i actually liked off this album was dead man's isle but every other song is just you know some funny little lyrics here and there but nothing that i would be like man i gotta listen to this again or you know that i really enjoyed so same for you yeah there was uh, I, I don't know to me uh, yeah i guess in a way i probably won't go back and listen to this record of their two three 45 records mm-hmm. um and i think a lot of that too is just that it was more towards the folk sound yeah but um, you know, just kind of reading here, that was interesting that they particular pen- attention was brought to the African American origins of the sound. <laughs> With Mark Johnson of Americana UK summarizing the album by saying, "Bluegrass? How about blackgrass?" Yeah, I, what the fuck does that even mean? I, I guess I don't know enough about the genre to be able to tell the difference between the two. I thought it just. I don't think like, there is a yeah <laughs> two. I, th- I don't. I've never heard of blackgrass. I mean, I. Yeah, I guess I don't understand the African-American origins of the sound. You know, the one thing I will say about this album, though, is even if, though I didn't like it, and maybe this is about all the at least it was like, almost every song was entertaining. Yeah. yeah. I didn't enjoy it, like, to the most, but I I definitely felt entertained, like, listening to the album. Like, again, their Mm -hmm. lyrics were good. They told stories that were at least, for the most part, interesting to listen to. Yeah. And, like I said, that's why I thought his singing was the most... You know the strongest part of the album, but mm-hmm. I just thought overall the songs just weren't like musically that quality. great. Yeah, because I feel like on the first one they were really like playing their hearts out in a lot of songs. And yeah. Then you had that coupled with the good writing, but mm-hmm. but over I don't know it was just just a weaker album I think. Yeah, I agree. I think this this band in general something that outside of a couple good songs. Like, there's not a lot that you would want us to just directly listen to, you know? But. For the whole band, do you think? Yeah. I was going to say, I don't agree with that. <laughs> hmm. But, I mean, Maybe. I get it, too. Yeah. I mean, we've I've had bands that you like where it's the same thing for me. It's like, yeah, I'm probably not going to go back and, like, nothing stood listen out to anything. me or listen to anything. Yeah. But this is a, this is an interesting one to listen to. This one, yeah, yeah. Or the, this band and just like both of us are very unfamiliar with the genre and just, I mean, we were also very unfamiliar with Christian contemporary music, but <laughs> I wish it would have stayed that way. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess we can go on to their next album here, right? We could. Could we? We can do whatever we want. (laughs) All right. Next album here, Sugar and Joy, 2019, two years ago. Two years ago. Andy, what did you think of this album? I gave something an A. Really? I really enjoyed this album. I enjoyed most every song on this album, actually. I thought that this took... This had slower songs. Or, like, not slower, slower songs, but it had... More medium tempo songs. Some of the faster ones were good. Mm-hmm. Again, a lot of the songs were pretty like infectious to listen to. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. I mean, everything I liked a lot of songs. It didn't have a big single like "In Hell I'll Be in Good Company," but overall, I thought the the album was just much 
much stronger. And there was just some interesting songs like, you know, like Fast Little Killer Boy and mm-hmm. uh, Heaven in a Wheelbarrow. Yeah, Heaven just, in a Wheelbarrow, I like that one. Uh, Crawl Daddy Served Cold was always interesting. I, I just thought they were good. In fact, just like upbeat songs. And mm-hmm. I thought the tempo evened out and it was just instead of like, I thought they put together the two things that made the first two albums kind of okay. Like where, hey, we can really play and we can really play fast and let's show that off. Yeah. So the second album was like, well, you know, we can write really good lyrics and good songs. And then they just kind of melted those together and played really well on this. And it, it worked out. They took everything they learned and put it together to make one better album. Mm-hmm. And it really, I think this album really shows the growth of them as a band. And that's why I liked it a lot more. And it honestly really made me excited to see what else they'd put out. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of sad after that one was done that there was only three albums. Like, I really wanted to listen to <laughs> To see to what more. they would have put out with it next, yeah. Yeah, it just, like, it was entertained at that point. Like I, like I said, on every album I listened to, I was entertained by the music they were putting out and, like, how good yeah. they were. Yeah, I agree. I had, their their albums were fun to listen to. It wasn't like I was slogging through it or whatever. Like yeah. it was something always to keep you entertained, keep you focused on it. Um, yeah, I mean for this album though, for me, I just I gave it a C plus, B minus. It it was fun to listen to and things, but there wasn't like a standout song that you know that I really really enjoyed. You know, there were a couple like you said that were kind of funny and they stood out a little bit, but nothing that i would really you know just want to listen to again yeah that's fair i think one of the things i really appreciate about this band is that i mean bluegrass has been around forever and it's a pretty like established genre but yeah it's a pretty established contained and like the rules and they i feel like this band is playing that but like um charting their own path you know yeah and they're they're still fitting into a lot of that stuff but they're making it their own way Mm mm-hmm and that's what I really felt like on the second album, like I was talking about, like, you know, like they really just decided to go out. They took a lot of the more, you know, kind of comedic lyrics or yeah, good lyrics or like everything was well fit in. I think, I don't remember what song it was, but there's a song, maybe it's not even this album, but just in general, <laughs> where he uses the word motherfucker, which just sounds weird coming out of like a, a genre like this or yeah. like country, but it just fit in the way they were so playing. well to the song. Yeah. And... Like, it just really showed, again, their prowess as just songwriters. Mm-hmm. Like, for, an, uh, like, a four-piece band. Uh, like, a genre that I've never really listened to that really made me enjoy. Now, if I go listen to, like, I'm sure hardcore Blueberry, you know, like, <laughs> like the normal staple of this, I yeah. probably wouldn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed The Dead South. Yeah. Especially this, like, the third album that got away from, I think, the faster bluegrassing sound and, like, mm-hmm. kind of made their own sound, right? Like, I yeah. mean, everybody learns from the first two albums. Yeah, for your first albums, your influences, your seconds, how you think you can write your own songs, and your thirds always, okay, like, I think this is the sound of our band and the direction we're going to. Yeah, again, yeah. not every band goes that way. Some bands, their first albums are best, the seconds okay, the thirds terrible. Goes down. Or yeah, or you know, the first two are trash and the thirds good. Or yeah, you know, it just but for this band, I thought there was a lot of growth and maturity into this album compared to the rest of it. Yeah, I I agree. And like like we said, I like how we were entertained. There's a lot of bands where even if I do like it and I I don't enjoy a song on an album or like I can tell I don't enjoy the the song, the first few songs, I'm kind of like dread the rest of the album because you know, 
you know, okay, well, this is it's what gonna the album's going to be. But yeah. with this, it was like, okay, I'm not a big fan of this song, but I still wonder what's coming next. Like, what's going to be next? Mm-hmm. Like, because there was just so many different, like, sounding songs that all still sounded like they fit together on an album. Yeah. And the one thing with their albums, too, is I thought they all flowed really well. I didn't feel like anything slogged at any part. Yeah, some songs are worse than others, but... Yeah, they still fit with the album, and they didn't, right. like, ruin it or whatever, yeah. I see what you're saying. Like I said, I was just very surprised by this band, especially coming in knowing nothing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> I'll I'm probably add a lot of these songs. Not a lot, but some of these songs my playlist I'll have to go back and listen to each one individually again I think but yeah this, yeah this album again like I said it was just really good and put everything together like I wanted to and that's why it ended up as an A but I mean I don't think it was anywhere close to being an S yeah it was more towards bottom tier of A just because like you said there wasn't any big um, infectious song that yeah. I found anywhere well, I thought all the songs were like good and catchy in the one way. There wasn't a song of like in hell I'll be in good companies level where it was like Yeah. You know, you finish the album it's like, ha, oh, I wanna oh. go back and listen to that one. Yeah. Some and, some you can point to. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. You know, not every song's gonna have a, a hit. big hit or Yeah. But I thought, you know, they still put out good quality songs. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is ever gonna be a band with a big hit outside of randomly and hell, I'll be in good company. Like they might stumble over one, but yeah, it's not like a like a broad pop culture band. I think mm-hmm. you won't get it like an Ender Sandman or something. Right. Like that. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they could luck into. I mean, seems like in hell, I'll be in good company is a pretty popular song, but mm-hmm. I think I, it's a good song too. I think it's their probably their best song. I I would agree with that. Like I don't think anything else is really close. Yeah, but I think it's also just because it's different. It doesn't have like. Mm-hmm. It's not really more on the bluegrass side. It's it's definitely more of a popular song, mm-hmm. with a but just like the tempo that they use, like the the instruments because they use like finger snapping to really drive. Yeah, you know some of the beat down. Um, yeah, it it just sounds different from a lot of the other stuff that right. they do, and I think they do it really well. Because yeah, like you're right. Like it's in hell, and I'll be in good company. It's definitely a it's a slower song that's just easier it's just one of those songs you would like you'd belt out or you sing in karaoke or like one of those it's just a good pop pop your song that you can sing along to that's more mm-hmm. radio friendly or yeah whereas everything else is like you appreciate what it is the musicianship and everything else and the the, the craft and like the well put together song whereas yeah. that one's just like it's catchy it's infectious <laughs> yeah and you like listen to it and it's just kind of bare bones and really goes off the strength of the just the vocals and all that and the beat and yeah I mean, I'm mean, i not saying they should go down that route for every song mm-hmm. but because then it would get boring yeah but I I think it's an it was an interesting route to go down to mm-hmm. and like when I was talking about their growth it's what I really liked about that third album is whereas the first album was fast again the second album kind of was a little slower and then they were able to work in those between. in in between where they were able to get the fast paced songs but then leave room for like the slower more you know complex not ballads but slower songs and yeah. that's that's what I really enjoyed mm-hmm. so and like I said I'm really interested to see what they come forward. out next yeah yeah. I'd, I'd probably check out their next album too and even if even if I didn't rank these albums high like I still enjoyed listening to them right I mean you know so 
I would be interested in checking out their next, whatever they come out with. So. Right, like, I mean, our ranking grade isn't based on, like, how craft, like, they're able to write their songs or whatnot. It's more just personal how we felt about the albums or, like, yeah, you know, slog through them. I mean, there's some albums that just straight up deserve a D because they're bad. <laughs> or an F. Yeah, you know, or an F. <laughs> and, I mean... I mean, I'm pretty sure if we someone went through and listened to all our episodes and like put us into categories, who rated you know more songs in what category? I'm gonna have the most with C's, like yeah. of just things I just didn't enjoy mm-hmm. but didn't hate, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with giving it on C. Like, if you just don't enjoy it, but you can appreciate it for what it is, yeah, that's fine. Like, it's not saying that the artist is like shit or something. You know, they're bad. It's just when we listened to it, it wasn't anything that we thought was special. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. I think it's okay. Everybody has their opinion. Right. So, overall, <laughs> what did South. you really give this band, the Dead South? I'd, I'd give them like a C plus. C plus? All right. Yeah. Like, like I've said before, I really enjoyed listening to the stuff it's just nothing that I could really just get down with, you know, other than a couple songs here and there. I think I actually only liked four songs on Spotify. Okay. So those would be the ones that I'd be putting on my playlist thing. So I really got to go through. when. Well, I guess I can't because I'm at work. It'd be kind of hard when I listen to most of these. Yeah. And like, it seems like, oh, I like this song and just add it mm-hmm. to the playlist. So that way I can go. Shit, it's, it's been two weeks since I listened to this shit. You know, <laughs> like which ones? Oh, like which again? ones did I like? Yeah. Now some fans it's easier because I just don't like any songs and I don't <laughs> have to like ever talk about which songs those will be. Yeah. But for bands I do, I'm always like, oh yeah, yeah. Shit, what song was that? Uh-huh. But. What about you, Andy? I, I'd probably give this, this band a B. I, like not even like a B minor, just just a. Middle solid B. B. Yeah. Solid B. Uh, I think it might have been like a B plus, a little higher if if I liked that second album a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm very interested to see what they come out with next, like I've been saying. Yeah. It's like, I think, you know, if they continue on the trend of the third album, they could be a really like good band. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll be a big band, but it'll be a band that I enjoy popping in and listening to every now and then. Yeah. And once I feel like they got away from like the really fast place fast paced uh, bluegrass type sound i enjoyed it a lot more yeah so i'd like to see them keep going down that trend instead of you know the <laughs> high, the really high pass yeah the high tempo banjo sound yeah banjo is fun for a little while and then it gets really old quick yeah it's it's a very unique sound that i enjoyed or for a little bit yeah, I think it's the first song that just he's just he's just playing like the first song of the first album goes at and it. He's just going at it. And I was I was very impressed. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. And there's even the parts on uh, in Halloween Good Company where he plays, and it's you can tell like yeah he's very good at playing the banjo. I, I would assume I don't know very many banjo players, I guess, but <laughs> I, it sounds very impressive to me. Yeah, maybe somebody's gonna someday be like, it's not that hard. It's not that hard, oh, you know. Right. It's just. Straight picking. It's like, just straight picking. It's just a warm up. You know, he uses all five fingers. Good banjo players can use all five, seven strings with three fingers. <laughs> God. It's like the gatekeeping people that are like, he plays bass with three fingers. Wow, you only need two to pick. And it's like, yeah, right. I knew somebody in high school was like that. 
really. I remember there's a there's a music video by Mudvayne. I think it's World So Cold where it you know it shows him he had some fucking music video, so it yeah. shows him playing the bass. And he's a very very good bass player. Yeah. And he, he's playing this part with where he's using three fingers, and I was like really impressed. And I was telling somebody about that at at school, like we were walking. I was like, oh, that was that was cool. I've never like actually seen anybody play some complex bass like, like that. that. Yeah. And he's like, what? Of the bassist that uses three fingers is just not a very good bassist. And I was like, he's like, just use two or use a pick. And I was like, what are you gatekeeping bass? Like I I would imagine using an extra finger to pick more strings like makes the song yeah. more complex. Like because I under, yeah I mean I understand that when you play chords you use that, but he I was it was just a normal straight like yeah it was just the yeah. weirdest like bro what like elitism like can yeah. you play better than this guy or something like. It's just funny. Yeah, I've always I've always heard it was like if you use a pick while you play bass, you're not that good, or something like that, you know. But then we got Ellison, who I think is pretty good. The bassist for Megadeth. He's not. He's not bad. X bassist Megadeth. Oh, the X. Yeah, that's right. X bassist Megadeth. I got a dude who looks like he's 85 years old. <laughs> yeah, which which is just a kind of funny or um ties in real quick um. The there was um, some uh, sexual misconduct oh, yeah. allegations against one of the guys in this band, and uh, they he left the band, and now he's back in it. Yeah, <laughs> which is, I thought was kind of funny. They're still in the trend of Megadeth. Yeah, in about leave. four years, David Elson will be back in. Probably they'll do a reunion tour. They'll put out a new album with him with the bass turned way up. Well, know? hey. In four years, it'll be the 35th anniversary of Rust in Peace, so perfect time to bring him back and play nothing but Rust yeah. in Peace again. Yeah. Hey, man, I'd go see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've seen him play Rust in Peace like 30 fucking times now. It's like, how many times do you really need to see a band play? Also, the fact that they play Holy Wars where it comes up on the album, and then they close with the second half of Holy Wars. Yeah. It's like, I get really it. weird, yeah. But just play another song. You have other good ending songs. You know, they could play their entire discography. Oh, God, I'd go to that concert, but holy <laughs> shit, that'd be long. It's like 17 albums. That'd be be like that Machine Head out, that concert. I was oh, like, yeah. hey, man, let's go. A night with Machine Head, and I looked at it, and I was like, like, there's four songs here, and that's 45 minutes of music, and they play 35 songs. Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> it's like, this is going to be like a four-hour concert of just Machine Head. Yeah, I was like, that's a lot of Machine Head, man. Like, I love... Machine Head, but goddamn, some of their songs are drag on way too long. Like, I mean, well, eventually we'll do them, but there's one song on there, Aesthetics of Hate, which is about um, some news reporter or news journalist was um, talking crap about Dimebag Daryl and his death. Uh, yeah. And uh, so they made the song, and it's like good for a minute and a half, two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's still six and a half minutes after that. And that shit is like, preached oh as like one of the greatest God. metal songs of all time. And yeah. it is for the first minute and 30 seconds. Yeah. And you're like, bro, just stop complaining. Yeah. I mean, complain. What you're complaining about is true. But uh-huh. Dan, did you have to make an eight minute song about this shit? Yeah, for real. So, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. we're not talking about Machine Head. <laughs> Someday though, when we, whenever we have like a month free to listen to their <laughs> yeah, discography. Seriously. <laughs> Oh man, I can't wait to get to the Catharsis. Remember that album? Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert for our future Machine Head album or podcast. That's gonna get a D. <laughs> that one was 
was uh, it's not that good. It's a shame because it was a follow up to a very, very good album. Yeah, onto the Locust. But all right, spoiler, anyways. spoiler alert. Anyways, what are we doing next week? Um, so I I tried to find something that was a little folky, also. You know to Yeah, thanks for not doing alternative rock like you were deciding on. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I got no I'm just kidding. Oh, don't worry. Mine's gonna be great too. Oh god. Well, anyways, I got uh Swedish folk Celtic metal band. Fucking great. And I don't exactly know how to say their name. I think I know how to say it, but it's I think it's Eluviti. Yeah. Never heard of them. There's this is a band that I know one album of and I know like a couple of their big songs because I checked them out when I was like looking for new music. I just watched their music videos for some of their big songs. So I know a few and okay. I know one album. Um, but other than that, I haven't checked them out in a couple of years and they've released like four albums since the last time I listened to anything by them. So in a couple of years, they've released four albums. Okay. And the, okay. I guess the last time I listened to them was like 2000. 15. Okay, never mind. I was gonna be like, bro, if you listen to them like 2019 and they released four of them that time, <laughs> it's gonna be like, bro, um, like holy shit, <laughs> those aren't gonna be very good. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, check us out next week. Yeah. Eluvidi. Thanks Swish. for listening.